0: This is Unclaimed Bands, episode 40. Hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands coming tonight from the TLA on South Street. Tonight we have Xander Black. Xander, thank you for joining us.
1: Hey,
2: how you doing? Thanks for having me.
0: Doing real good. Yeah, it's yeah. great, great. You could take a little time out of your tour to sit down with us. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah, of course. I enjoy your uh, your city here.
0: Uh, you do. Pretzels or steaks? What is uh, it? A little bit
1: of both. A little bit of both.
0: <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, you're not not that far from it beforehand. I mean, born and bred in New Jersey, so we had to you had That's to make true. a trip every once in a while.
2: Actually, we had Philly news uh, like uh, radio stations growing up. Even though I'm closer to New York, mm-hmm. somehow the, the mountains picked up the. Uh, all the Philly stations.
0: <laughs> wow. I'm, I don't know if to be sorry for you or you got Philly news <laughs> versus real news. Or, or, you've been kind of in the middle where you don't get any news that really pertains to where you live. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, we're going to jump right in here. And uh, you right. know what I wanted to ask was, uh, earlier on, you were exposed to uh, many musical influences by your father, obviously. Uh-huh. And uh, I wanted to know, how do you think that shaped your outlook on music?
2: Well, I mean, for one... I was exposed to just tons and tons of music. It was all over the board from world music to jazz music to rock to pop. Um, You know, my whole family is pretty musical. Besides my dad, who was probably the biggest influence musically, I had a lot of older cousins that were good 10, 15, 20 years older than me. So as just a young kid. They were all in rock bands. And I saw it and I was exposed to everything they were doing from a really young age. So Mm -hmm. I would say that they gave me my biggest education in, in, like, classic rock, which is probably my, you know, the foundations of my songwriting, my my vocals, but my dad really just gave me an incredibly eclectic, all over the, all over the board, I mean, classic, everything.
0: Well, that's great. That leads into my next question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, with that type of, uh, uh collective background for that, uh-huh. and obviously you didn't come to music right away, or go into it right away, right. you did a stint modeling, yeah. okay, do you think that uh, having such an eclectic background like that and even even modeling, do you, how do you think that shaped or, or brought your music together I and mean, what did you take away from all that?
2: Um, I think while I was growing up, you know, I listened to music blindly and unbiasedly. And I, I, I was listening to classical music and country music and jazz and all these different genres but I wasn't attaching any kind of connotations with them. So I think with that you can listen to the music. Purely And Mm -hmm. just you can listen to the core melodies and the core harmonies and all those things instead of thinking when you hear a country song, oh, I hate country. I'm not going to really listen to this. I think, you know, by being exposed to so much of that, I I can, you know, incorporate that into my music. And even with modeling, I mean, (laughs) I mean, modeling just kind of came into my life just by chance. And it was one of those opportunities, you know, I grew up without, you know, a lot of money and it was just a great way to get into the city and be exposed to all different people and travel the world and and all of that is all influenced into my music. So I would say melodically and you know, musically, just being by being inspired by all those different genres definitely go into it. and then just by my pretty wild life
0: in the whole modeling world.
2: <laughs> you know, all lyrically has definitely inspired a lot of these adventures <laughs> that I write about. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Hey, you know, you know you mentioned you, you spotlight a country there and I remember reading another interview that you talked about having or wanting to meet Taylor Swift. Any uh, <laughs> any any luck with that since then?
2: No, you know, I've kinda I've kinda lost a little bit of my, my Taylor Swift kick. I mean for a, a while bit. she seemed kinda like the innocent,
0: but I don't know. I think after that S and M video she released. It's I know. all downhill, right? Yeah. It's
2: never been the same since.
0: <laughs> cool. <laughs> Well, you know, speaking about uh, how this has affected your songwriting process, can you take us a little bit through that, what that's like for you, sure. how it starts?
2: You know, it's a little bit different every time, but I've actually adopted a really efficient, at least for me, way of writing, and, you know, it is a little different. Sometimes I'll know exactly what I want to write about, and I'll say, oh, my God, i got to sit down at a piano and write a song about this, but more often than not, uh I'll sit down at a piano and I'll come up with a chord progression. And once I kind of have that chord progression, I'll close my eyes and get a melody. And to me, a melody I think is the number one most important thing. That's that's what people are going to remember. Those are the hooks. That's like the big thing. And then when I have that melody, I will think, what does this melody make me think of? You know, when you can think of music and melodies as colors and visions and people and images, I think that really helps define what I want to write about. Mm -hmm. So more often than not, it's definitely the chords come first and then the melody and then the lyrics. But when I'm working with producers and someone builds a track for me or something, without maybe just hearing it once or twice, I'll just go right into the vocal booth put on headphones and essentially freestyle and I'd say probably seven out of eight songs on my record were were written on the spot in that way and you know after I'll be singing mostly gibberish or whatever but sometimes those key words that'll just roll off your tongue in the spur of the moment they end up like sticking and it's, it's just a it's a very interesting process the songwriting process but that's that's been the most beneficial for me.
0: That's great. I mean, I hope you document that sometime. Yeah, yeah. I I have some good videos. I, of I think I think a lot of people feel like they've got to, like, you know, like, write the lyrics, do right, the melody, you know, right. very methodical like that.
2: But it's interesting, too, because I have a lot of these, you know, everything's digital now. and You just have recordings of everything. And it's interesting to listen back of the very first time I'm ever actually in the vocal booth freestyling because I'm just spitting out words and singing them within, you know, locked into the rhythm, and it's just very interesting to see how a song can evolve over time. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, that's where we're at, 2012 <laughs> of songwriting.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you
2: know, you can use, there's so much technology, I mean, just even my iPhone, I'll, sometimes I'll I'll be walking on the streets of New York, and mm-hmm. I'll have a melody in my head. I just, you know, hit down on my record, don't even take my headphones off, and record right in my phone, dig that up a couple weeks later, and it turns into a, a real song. So. We live in this world
0: now that you're always
2: able to be creative if you want to utilize technology, and I think that's a definite... Yeah,
0: no more writing down on napkins or something like that. Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, I mean, there's a little of that, too, so you kind of (laughs) just bring everything all together.
0: Cool. Well, I'll tell you what. uh, Why don't we listen to one of your songs? Great. great. What are we going to hear? Let's have a
2: listen to... uh, This is uh, Temptation, which is my first single produced by Red One.
0: All right, this is Temptation by Xander Black.
1: It turns me on A life is a playground It's hard to stay strong All the temptation Can it be wrong? It's pushing and pulling, But it turns me on It turns me on It turns me on It turns me on
0: You just heard Temptation by Xander Black. Xander, where can people get the song?
2: Uh that song's available on iTunes as well as a, a full remix package. So if you're a little more into the electronic side you can hear I think there's four or five different remixes which are pretty interesting.
0: Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, people you know where to get the music now. Yeah, it's easy, you
2: know. <laughs> and if you know if you don't want to buy it, you know, just rip it off YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't promote that. So yeah, but, you know,
0: that's that's the world we live in, so. It's true, very true. We want everybody to hear it. So, speaking of that song, uh-huh. uh, I know that a lot of people wanted to ask you about working with Red One. Uh-huh. But I want to know, what was it like
2: working with Mutt Lang? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> a complete legend. I mean, this guy, the first time I met him was at the London Hotel in New York, and it was super secretive. I mean... I was getting a call to find out exactly where the location was, and I was going to that location, and okay, the final location is here, and finally, you know, you expect to meet this mystical, kind of intimidating, you know, legend, but when you actually meet him, he's just such a humble and warm guy that he just puts you completely at ease um, as a a guy, just the absolute greatest guy you could imagine. And working with him uh, was very interesting. You know, Red One is also just incredible. He's very positive, you know, you're working with Red One, you're feeling great right from, this, right from the start. And he really helps artists feel good about what they're doing, which I think is one of the most important things a producer can do. You know, that positive energy in the studio gives everybody, whether you're recording your guitars or vocals, you need that positive encouragement all the time that you, to really bring out your best. Mm-hmm. And Mutt's style is a little bit more subdued, so... <laughs> You know, you're not getting that overwhelming, like, oh, my God, that's amazing, that's amazing, until you actually really do. So, you know, I would do a, a cut, and I'd hear dead silence, and then, you know, you <laughs> cut it again, he's like, that's it. So, uh, you know, it, everybody's a little bit different, but, but great in their own ways. But Mutt
0: Lang, I mean, that was quite
2: an experience.
0: Cool. Now, the song, Bring It On, that he worked with you on, uh, uh-huh. that's uh, that's now part of the uh, NC. Double A uh, basketball theme. On Fox. Yeah,
2: they were using it as far for the Fox uh, Sports Network, which uh, was great. It was a great exposure. How did
0: How did that come about? I mean,
2: uh, after I did the song, uh, they heard it, and it it really does have kind of a, a Queen "We Will Rock You" stadium kind of you know big drums, big chants, and the, the message you know bring it on. So it's it definitely applies in a very athletic mm-hmm. arena, so to speak. So I think it's going to be used more and more
0: in sports in sports, and in sports like that. On. That's that's great. Yeah, Did a lot of that way. Cool. I mean, if it becomes another, uh, we will rock you. Yeah, and you know, like as an, a, okay, a, a former right?
2: athlete myself, I uh, you know I always wanted to make those kind of opening songs, those so the songs that you would listen to when you're going out on the court or wherever you may be. I think it's just inspiring to get everybody pumped up.
0: Cool. cool. Well, why don't we take a listen to it?
2: Yeah, sure. Let's have a listen to Bring It On.
0: All right. This is Bring It On. You just heard, Bring It on by Xander Black. Xander, where can people keep finding out where you guys are going to be at with touring? Uh, the best place.
2: Well, XanderBlack.com, you know, is always is always there. But Facebook.com/XanderBlack, um, Twitter.com/XanderBlack. Those are probably the best day by day if you really want to keep tabs on where me and the band are going to be.
0: Well, that's definitely what people want to do. We yeah. want them to do that for you. So become a friend. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, your new record you're working on, Monument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when when do you expect that to be coming out?
2: Uh, I I would. There, there hasn't been an exact date put on it yet, but I would say in the very first half of 2013. We're putting on the finishing touches now, and I honestly could not be happier about this album. I'm, I think it's, I mean it's a lot of years, it's my whole life in the making and it's really a staple of everything that I've kind of gone through, all the stories to get to this point of my life and musically it's, it's everything I want because it's a little bit of rock and roll, it's a little electro, it's a pop, it's, you know, there's big stadium anthems and I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Okay, so I read that uh, for a lot of this, you recorded it while you were on tour over ten yeah. different countries. Yeah. Uh, did you find it difficult to record that way? I mean, break up of the process, or...?
2: Um, yeah, it was a super, super unique recording process. I was on tour with Lady Gaga with Red One, who mm-hmm. was pretty much following her city by city, and you can imagine the kind of schedule that she has. So, she would use the studio during the day, and then she would leave, go to the arena, and do a, a, a stadium show, and I would be uh, there and recording at night. And you know, we did this back and forth through Paris, through London, through Barcelona, through Nice, uh, Amsterdam, Stockholm, Helsinki, um, Milan. I mean, it was just insane. And I mean, I love to travel, so it was really great. But you hit a point. I mean, Trevor, who's a Red One's engineer, so most of the time, you know, I'm looking through the glass seeing him at the computer on the other side with my headphones and uh, just a funny moment <laughs> I remember we had you know we'd been going back and forth to Europe I remember um, I was back and forth about five times in the course of four months Wow so when you're crossing the Atlantic Ocean that much uh, you really kind of lose sense of time and where you're where you are because you're most of the time in a hotel and then you're at the studio and then you're exhausted and you're traveling mm-hmm. in a plane or a train and I remember coming back to LA um to to polish up a few tracks and I looked at Trevor and in most honest in my heart my Trevor what country are we in and I I completely (laughs) forgot that we were in Los Angeles because it was just you know you you get in that studio mindset where you're you become a little bit of a machine you don't sleep very much and it's just creativity all the time and, and sleeping and eating
0: well, along with the creativity piece of it, uh-huh. did you find that from when you when you envisioned and started to record this record with traveling uh, to that many countries and, and in that type of manner, did that change the the shape of the record from what you really originally envisioned?
2: Uh, we stayed pretty consistent on what we wanted to achieve, and, and really what that is is I wanted to bring... The classic rock and roll that I grew up really loving and idolizing especially vocally and bring it into the, the new age which we're in right now and I feel like some there hasn't been a band or any artist that has kind of captured that primal and soulful magic that so many bands of the 60s 70s and 80s had
0: yeah I would agree with you on that
2: and I feel like the timing now couldn't be better to create that both in the studio and, and live and I I I have to say I couldn't be happier with, I have this phenomenal band with really, really talented musicians. And we operate a little bit more as a band than kind of a a solo artist, which is what I've always wanted anyway. I mean, there's nothing I ever wanted more than to be in a Coldplay or U2 type band. I mean, I love that camaraderie and I love when that camaraderie can translate on stage. And, you know, I, I feel like the audience will connect to each individual of the band, as much as they connect with me, and I think that really brings something special, definitely live, mm-hmm. to the music. Um, but yeah, the traveling and everything it, uh, it definitely shaped things. Not so much differently, but just you know, now when I listen to these songs, it's like, oh man, I cut this verse in Stockholm. It's like, oh, and I cut this <laughs> chorus in uh, in L.A. And it's just funny just to have the diversity. You know, as long as you're sitting on the same mic and. I mean, again, with the technology, you open up a laptop and yeah. it can be anywhere.
0: True, very true.
2: So it's just, it, it, it's been a, an incredible process. And it's really, it's almost overwhelming to reflect on because it's just, it's just hard to believe how much work and how many exciting adventures, even just throughout the making of it. Uh,
0: well, what's, uh, what's next for
2: you now? Well, I plan on taking over the world in uh, 2013. Good
0: remember us when you, when you do that. Okay? Yeah, of
2: course. <laughs> in six months, we should do this again, be very No, I'm really just um, making sure I like, um, really plan on hitting this new year, running and really getting my message and my music out to as many people as possible. I, I want to be performing live um, in front of bigger and larger audiences. Um, I want to travel. I want to keep spreading the music. I mean, it's like going on any kind of... Campaign or or something to really get that message out, and I think we have a really strong message, and I'm um, excited for people to hear it.
0: All right, excellent. Yeah,
2: so expect you know some features, expect uh, lots of different music videos, expect live shows, pandemonium fireworks. <laughs> cool,
0: cool. Maybe debauchery, rock and roll. Yeah, all Should the be things good. that are rock and roll. <laughs> cool. Well, I want to thank you for taking your time to uh, to join us yeah, and yeah, sit down and talk with us for a little bit. Okay. Hey, everybody. This is Sean from Unclaimed Bands with Xander Black. And uh, until next time, we'll see you then. Take care, guys. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of Unclaimed Bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.